0: I can't believe how fast this year flew by. I guess when you're having fun and you're always busy on the go, then time just flies by without you even knowing it. I feel like it was just last month that I was saying I'm getting started with my PhD program. I didn't really know what to truly expect and then I got thrown into the fire. Every month the pace just got faster and faster. And before you know it, we're already in May, the school year is done, summer is here. Although I'm still very busy in the summer, but I can't believe that I'm saying my first year of my PhD program is finally completed. So today, just sharing some insights, providing some updates for anybody that's ever wondering what is the life of a PhD student like? Stay tuned for this one and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind: how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement podcast. For any of my new listeners joining in today, you're in the right place to hear about all these topics geared to elevating and optimizing your performance. All of my returning listeners, thank you as always for all of your support. And for those of you who want to check out the previous library of episodes, there are a lot of great guest interviews, solo topics that I cover as well, and you can check it out on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Also, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. I've been putting up video highlight clips of these podcast episodes. A clip is going up daily, so be sure to check that out. Like, subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. And for all of you out there, help me to spread the word too. If you like some of these episodes, you're gaining some value and benefit from them, please feel free to share it with family, friends, colleagues, teammates, anyone that's looking to optimize their performance. And as I mentioned, the first year of my PhD program is done. Although I'm still very busy throughout the summer, I'm going to regroup and figure out how to be consistent again with not only the podcast, but getting some valuable content out there. There's a lot of great things that I wanna share and get that information out there to you, the listeners, the viewers. So be sure to check out all of my social media channels, my YouTube channel, and of course, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. There's gonna be a lot of great things coming down the pipeline that you won't want to miss. So let's get into today's topic and it's just to share some insight, maybe shed some light on what my experience was as a PhD student going through my first year. And also just share any of this information that might be helpful to fellow PhD students, maybe currently or in the future, but also to give insight to me as a practicing clinician before this, I really had no idea what a PhD program entailed or what it was like, or all of the rigors and demands of a PhD program. So sharing some insight to that too if you're a practicing clinician and hopefully just share information and my experience that all of us can take something away from and help us to be better at our craft, maybe understand research a little better, whatever that might be. So let's jump straight into it. I don't want to make this a long episode, but my first year was very, very jam-packed. And the first thing that I want to say is that every PhD student's journey is very unique. It's not as structured, I think, as most people think. Yes, of course, there's things that we need to check off the list, but as far as making your PhD program kind of your journey and the launching point of your career path, that is very, very true. So I'm just sharing some information and my experiences going through my first year, but this could be very, very different from A lot of other people's journey in kinesiology, in biomechanics as well. But hopefully there'll be some great insights and similarities that people can listen into and gain some understanding of some of the things that I've been through my first year. So I'm just going to talk about five brief points, maybe share some insights along the way. But my first year, like I mentioned, was very, very jam-packed. And for me, I kind of knew that. I knew that I was going to come out of the gate sprinting and there was going to be just throw as many things on me as possible without, of course, overwhelming myself, but trying to push myself to see where my limits are this first year. So that was kind of my mindset coming into the program. I know it's going to be different for you know various PhD students and other people, but that was kind of why I wanted to see how much i could do stay extremely busy and push myself to see how much i can get done but also hopefully set me up for a good second third and fourth year so take this information with a grain of salt because i tried to do as much as i physically for me personally as much as i could physically and mentally handle so that is i have no regrets that is definitely what i did this first year and it has been a jam-packed first year. So the first thing that I briefly mentioned is that it's really about making your journey through your PhD studies. This is very different than my master's program where you all had kind of the same classes that you needed to take, same kind of competencies that you needed to practice and go through. This PhD journey is way different from that. So of course there's core classes and things that I need to take but as far as all of the other I'm going to say like extracurricular stuff, the things that I'm doing research, the collaborations and projects and applying for small grants and all of these things outside of my structured curriculum. That is really how you can make your own journey and pick your research interests, pick your field interests. You know, all of these things, there's so much out there to choose from that everyone's journey, even in biomechanics, is going to be very, very different. So that's one thing I thoroughly enjoyed the critical thinking aspect, and pushing myself to use my clinical knowledge to see how can I use this to learn more about research, and what do I want to pursue? Still, I'm in my first year, so it's still very, very broad, but I can say that it narrowed down after this first year a good amount, where now I'm starting to hone in on more specific areas of research, specific topics, and it's cool, because I get to use the things that I've been studying, researching, and I can apply it to some of the clients that I'm still working with. I can apply it to my toolbox and kind of reanalyze and understand things better of things that I've done in the past in my career. So anyway, that's just a little insight about how this is my journey. I'm taking all of that clinical experience and trying to blend it with the research side. And it's actually helping both ways. It's helping me to understand and learn about research more because I'm gravitating more towards certain topics that I want to learn about. And also as I read more research, that kind of confirms... Or solidifies what I've been doing in practice for many many years so it's very interesting both kind of the clinical aspect and experiences and learning research that's really blending together and it's really part of my interest again so things dealing with sports medicine rehabilitation performance training kind of everything that I do that's all starting to blend together which I really enjoy And that is why I wanted to pursue my PhD, right? Because I want to learn more and more and not only learn more and more, but I want to pass on that content and information to people that it may help and benefit, right? One avenue is through my business, through this podcast, through YouTube, social media, whatever it is. Stay tuned for more of that in the upcoming future. The second thing that I want to talk about is that There's been a lot of people that have supported me tremendously through my first year. And it's people in my network from long ago, people also in the department. There's been a lot of collaborative talks and help and support along the way. So I can't thank everyone that's been a part of this one year journey so far. I really enjoyed all of the support around me. And that's what I wanna share for PhD students. It's going to be a lot of collaboration. I think that the stigma is that we kind of stay in our office and our little bubble, right? And just do research and then get things published and whatnot. But I can say for me especially, that is not my intent or my focus. It's to try to create a lot of collaborative efforts and try to work with people to put our heads together, not only with research, but just to get this information out to clinicians, practicing, athletic trainers, strength and conditioning coaches, all of these people that are really working firsthand with athletes and clients. And hopefully some of this information will provide some value to really help us move forward in the future right with our care the way that we're training athletes the way that we're rehabbing athletes so that's really what i want to focus on also my mindset going through this first year, coming into the program, but even more so as I'm going through this, is that I wanna make sure that I'm trying to add value to our department, to the lab, to people that I'm talking with. And really the more that you can collaborate with people, I really think that helps you personally. It has definitely helped me to kind of understand all of these different perspectives that maybe I would not see by myself, right? And try to use that as I move forward, as I'm reading literature, as I'm going through classes, as I'm figuring out what topics and studies I'm going to do, what manuscripts we're working on, how to approach and attack certain things. All of these things, the more that I collaborate with people, the more it expands my horizons and my perspectives. And I think that's a win win, right? It's a win win for the people that's around you because you're adding value to a lot of the projects that you're working on and it's also a win for you because you're expanding your perspective and that's really what it's about it's about trying to learn as much as you can and throughout this first year in the PhD program it has definitely expanded my perspective opened up my eyes and I'm seeing things in a way that has grown over the past year And it's really all of that growth that I'm really excited about, passionate about, and that's what really gets me to keep going and continuing through this program. Now on that note, the third thing that I want to talk about is that learning research is definitely not easy. I think going through my master's program, we got a small snippet of, okay, this is kind of research, this is what we do at UH, but it wasn't the big perspective. I think that's true for most master's program it's usually you're in the line of research you're given some type of project and you're overseen by you know faculty or PhD students and you learn a little bit about the process of research you just get introduced to it but research is something that it takes like your entire career to really really get better and better at research and I don't know if it's something that You'll ever master, right? Because there's always things that we can learn, we can improve on with research. But learning research, everything about making sure that your research design, your research question is very focused, making sure that you can actually have adequate methods to test this, making sure that you can analyze, interpret the results and the findings. And what does this mean, right? What does this mean in the real world? How does this apply, right? What's the applicability of all of the things that you're studying? So that whole process of research, even after first year, which is I've heard from many, many people, very, very smart PhD professors, people who graduated before me, right? After the first year, you're still pretty much lost with research. Granted, there is a lot that I've learned in this first year, but I know it's just the tip of the iceberg. So learning research, that is a skill and a process itself and that is why a PhD takes so long because really what you're learning is you're learning how to be able to conduct high level appropriate research in your field of study and that is something again even in the short time that you are as a PhD student there's so much that you have to learn and that's going to continue even after you earn your degree right So learning research is definitely not easy. I want to say coming into this as a clinician, right? A lot of times we don't really know all of the ins and outs. It's basically we don't know what we don't know about research. And I think that is the best way that I could explain it as I go through this first year, is that when you are around research, you realize that whoa, this is a lot that goes into one study or how to actually learn this research process. So for all of the clinicians out there, you know, think about that. Work with the people around you that are in research because I think that's really how it works the best is that the clinical aspect and the research aspect, they can really fuel each other. Research is in no way perfect. It's very, very flawed and far from perfect, but you need to have a good research foundation to actually conduct good research that will apply clinically. And I also think that what we're doing clinically, for me especially, what has worked or what you have seen anecdotally work in the clinic, those are things that spark more research questions and spark some things that will help us to develop the research that will help to advance the field or whatever your field is, help that to advance forward. So when these two areas work together, I think that's when, you know, the consumer, the athlete, the client, the profession, the industry, I think that's when things benefit the most because you have this more complete perspective coming from the researchers and the clinician standpoint so for practicing clinicians out there talk to the research side talk to the academic side and try to understand some of the perspectives there and then definitely from the research side I think it helps tremendously the more that we understand what is going on clinically that will really really help the research and academic side as well and it'll also help just to teach and educate students that are looking to enter the field in the near future, right? So I think that's the big message is that I really enjoy seeing both perspectives and seeing how they can overlap and be collaborative and work together to help to advance whatever it is that we're doing in the near future. And that leads me into my fourth point was that my schedule was crazy insane. And I think a lot of this, I put it on myself, but when you're having fun, when you have so many things to get done you realize that time just flies by before you know it it's like Monday hit and then in a flash it's like it's Friday again oh I need to catch up on the weekend Monday hit again and you're just going through this week by week every week for me was not the same there were all different things that needed to get done and this might be something that a lot of PhD students can relate to but for me I tried my best to try to stay ahead of the game, ahead of assignments, ahead of things with my company, training athletes, with doing some of the podcast things. But after a while, you realize that there's so many things that you could be doing that you have to prioritize what is the most urgent thing. And I would say especially this spring. Granted, I had to teach an overload undergraduate course. But this spring, it was more like, okay, what is due tomorrow? Focus on that right now. Then the next day, okay, what is due tomorrow? Even sometimes it came down to, okay, what is due in five hours? Focus on that right now. I'll worry about the thing that's due tomorrow after I finish this first thing. So for me, that was kind of the insight on time management. It just became... Just make sure that I can be consistent. Just keep getting things done and focus on the next thing. Focus on the next thing. Because in reality, there was no trying to stay a week ahead. That was out the door as soon as this spring semester started. So, And it's not because I'm wasting my time or anything like that. It was just because there were so many things that I was pushing myself to do. And again, like I said, I had a lot of fun doing it. I was definitely extremely, extremely busy. So time just flew by and before you know it, it was coming up to the end of the semester and the semester just finished last week. So now it's shifting gears to some of the research responsibilities and things that I want to get done this summer. But like I said, maybe a lot of other PhD students can relate to that. It was crazy, crazy, crazy busy for me, but I wouldn't have traded it for the world. And I really enjoyed my first year. And then that leads me into my last point is that going into this, especially after this first year, there are so many things that we don't know. No matter how much you learn, how much knowledge, information, understanding that you gain in one year, that is really just a small piece in the big scheme of things. And that is really what was eye-opening. I already knew this going in, but even more so, it's like they say, once you learn a little bit more about something, you know, 100 more questions arise, right? And then you learn about one of those things, then it's like 100 more questions arise, right? And I feel that's really what happened this year is that it got me exposed to so many different things and the depth of which you can go with your understanding, how to gain this knowledge, how to apply this knowledge, right? That for all of us, I think learning really never stops. It doesn't matter if you're in a PhD program or not. I just think in general, and this is something that I have believed throughout my whole career, is always just continuing to learn. The more that you can learn, you know, it's really going to evolve, help you grow, and just help you become better for those around you and also be a better person, push yourself to the limits too. So for me, it was just learning as much as I could. And with that, it showed me how many things I don't even have a clue on. So that, that for me is fun because I really like to dive into understanding things on a deeper level, being able to analyze things, being able to take some of this knowledge and trying it out and seeing how does it apply to real world applications. So all of these things, my message is for everyone to just keep learning, learn as much as you can. And for me, yes, I am doing some of this you know, in a formal program, but it's really a lifelong endeavor. For me, this is going to be the rest of my career, continuing to learn, hopefully pass on a lot of this information to colleagues, the public, anyone that's willing to listen, students, right? And just try to make a little difference to help people learn more, help their understanding. And for me too, like I said, it's a lifelong endeavor for me to understand and learn more, learn as much as I can in my PhD program but even way beyond that throughout the rest of my career. Something that I always tell people too that are close to me is that the day that I think that I learned enough and I'm going to stop learning, that is going to be the day that I retire and stop doing this. So until then, as long as I have this curiosity, this drive, this motivation to continue to learn, that's really what it's all about. That's why I'm doing my PhD program. But even for the rest of my career, hopefully getting all of this knowledge and passing it on to people that it will really help to benefit and improve the quality of people's lives. So in a nutshell, it was an extremely productive year. I learned tons about all different things, new concepts, old concepts, going deeper into concepts. And for those of you, I'll keep it really short, but that want to know what my course load was like, it was pretty much three classes in the fall, three classes in the spring. I went through a whole year of cadaver anatomy, which that I would not trade the world for because that has gave me a new understanding of anatomy and that class alone for anybody out there that goes through an in-depth anatomy course that is super valuable. I took a graduate level exercise physiology course, which really shows me how much I don't know about exercise physiology. Of course, took the biomechanics course, which that is what I'm doing every week, even when I'm not in the course. So that is super fascinating to me. And then had to take a qualitative research methods course and a refresher stats course. There will be a lot more stats coming up in my second year because that is how we need to make sure that we're getting our data analyzing it correctly using good sound statistical measures to actually study biomechanics so there's going to be a lot more stats in the upcoming future but overall there was a lot of other things that outside of the formal classes that were going on I was very fortunate to get a lot of support and help with getting a small grant so that will be funding my study that's going to hopefully start this summer leading into the fall also applied and got a scholarship and also did abstract submission so all of these outside things and i know it seems like it's not that much but the amount of work that I had to go in on top of everything else that i was doing that is something that I'm very very grateful for and I know it'll help me in many ways in the near future also got to be a part of all different types of research studies from abstracts to writing some manuscripts and that whole process so that's keeping me busy and on top of that I did still manage to work with a very very limited amount of clients throughout the year and that was really you know that's fun in a different way right because that is my still my ties to clinical practice training people and that's really what I love to do too so all of that that is what consumed majority of my first year of my PhD program it has I've said it over and over but it has really really flew by I know summer is going to fly by and then before you know it I will be saying we're in my second year of my PhD program so stay tuned for all of that I plan to create a lot more content. So check out especially my YouTube channel. Spread the word with that to share it with family, friends, coaches, teammates, anyone that's looking to get some value from the podcast video highlight clips. So check out and watch some of those great guest interviews. There's a lot of them up already. And be sure to like those videos and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Overall, I want to leave it with whatever you're doing out there, continue to learn, continue to improve your knowledge, your understanding, and most importantly, how to apply some of that understanding to make a difference in what goals that you're working towards. This was just my short update. But again, thank you to all of you listening out there. I really appreciate all of the support. I will have a lot of great podcast podcasts episodes with great guest interviews coming up in the near future i'm going to be ramping up the podcast recordings this summer that's one of the things on my to-do list so if you ever have any topics or even guests that you would like me to talk to you can always contact me my email is andrew at hnlmovement.com or you can just contact me on social media as well other than that keep learning everyone keep training hard And I hope that you are having a lot of fun on your journey to optimize your performance. Podcast episodes are released every Tuesday. So keep checking back, subscribe to the podcast as well. And I will be back here same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Aloha.